Hey everyone, welcome. Thank you for joining us this morning. Welcome to the Sonship Place as we begin our 21 days of fellowship. Let's start with prayer. Father, we thank you. We thank you for a time such as this. We thank you that as sons we can gather to begin this time, this day, this season of fellowship with you. We yield to you. We yield to your will. We yield to your way. We yield to your direction. In this year of emergence, <clears throat> we are yielding to everything you have proposed this year to be. For a season such as this, for a time such as this, we yield to you, Holy Spirit. We decree your ministry alignment. We decree that everything moves in accordance with your purpose. We, supine your, we superimpose your will for a time. For this time in Jesus' name, we walk into your rest. We have come to learn from you. We have come to fellowship with you. We have, our sons have come to know our Father, to love our Father, to rest in the bosom of our Father, to be transformed and reformed and informed by our Father. So, Father, we are here. Teach us, equip us, instruct us, direct us, that we may walk in the, full in the fullness of the I am, that our I am nature may be awoken in us, that we may be truly as you are on earth, in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome, everyone. Today is the first day of our 21-day journey as we start this year of emergence. The goal of this time, of this 30 day, of these 21 days, is to equip each and every one of us in understanding and walking in this year of emergence. That begins with knowing the word, understanding how to pray through the word that you have received and declaring from that word. It is imperative that we as sons know how to speak the word that we have been given. The word equips, the word instructs. It's not enough to know the instruction. It's important to walk in its equipping. Each day, we're going to take one or two scriptures, break it down, learn how to pray through, learn how to declare or decree God's decrees from it so that you can live out in the understanding of the proclamation of what you have received. Today, we are starting one of the most popular scriptures that every believer knows. John 3. 16. We're going to be reading it from the Amplified Classic Version. So John 3.16, I read, For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world, that he even gave up his only begotten unique son, so that whoever believes in, trusts in, clings to, relies on him, shall not perish, come to destruction, be lost, but have eternal everlasting life. I'll repeat it again. 
For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world, that he even gave up his only begotten unique son, so that whoever believes in, trusts in, clings to, and relies on him, shall not perish, come to destruction, be lost, but have eternal, everlasting life. We'll get to the second scripture later, but let's talk about this scripture. We've heard the scripture repeated over and over again. This is the f- one of the first scriptures or memory verses we have. One of the first things we know, for God so loved, for God so loved, for God so loved. However, why is it that when we come into situations, the first thing we question is our worth? We keep asking ourselves, am I worth God? Why does God love me? Why does for God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world? Which means love was the prerequisite for the sacrifice of Christ. Love is the foundational principle of the statement that is Christ. Love was the reason for the finished work of God. You were while we were yet sinners, God so loved. It was not about our excellence. It was not about our righteousness. God made a conscious decision to sacrifice God for man. Christ is God. God gave up God in love that we may be reconciled to him in Christ. Let me break that down a bit. Love starts as a feeling in the heart and evolves to a decision in the mind. It is a decision to be constantly committed and continually content in the one you chose to love. I'll repeat that. Love starts as a feeling in the heart and evolves to a decision in the mind. It's a decision to be constantly committed and continually content in the one you chose to love. God's constant commitment and continual contentment is magnified and fulfilled in Christ. In Christ, God showed his constant commitment to us. In Christ, God proved his continual contentment in us. In Christ, we are enough for God. In Christ, we are enough for God. You don't need to add to the decision of Christ. You don't need to earn the decision of Christ. Christ made you enough for God. We talk about this year of emergence. You cannot emerge in anything if you feel that you are not enough to do anything. This year of love, this year of emergence, the Lord is telling you that he has made you enough in Christ. You are enough in God. Faith has worked it. Grace has brought it. It is time for you to enter it in rest. Faith embodies, fulfills, showcases the love for God, love of God personified in Christ. Grace showcases the nature of the love of God fulfilled in Christ. Faith is the embodiment. Grace is the fulfillment that we can know we are loved by God. I want to repeat this. 
We're going back to the scripture. For God so greatly loved and dearly priced. Let me, let's, so he greatly loved us and dearly priced us. So the price that God deemed us is God. Mm. Let me repeat that. The price, John 3, 16 says, For God so loved, he greatly loved and he dearly priced. The price that he placed on us is Christ. Which means the price that God placed on us is God. God deemed you worth God. So why would the enemy, why would the accuser keep telling you, you are not worthy? As we enter this year of emergence, I need us to say to ourselves, I am worthy. God deems me worthy. God deemed me worth God. I am worth the price of Christ. I am expensive. Hashtag, I am expensive. No longer. You are worthy. Yes, you are worthy. God deems you what God. You are worthy. Walk into your day. Walk into your life. Understanding that you are worthy. For God so greatly loved and dearly priced that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believes... Let's stop there. Which means love is the foundation of belief. So, there are three things a believer must believe. First, a believer must believe, one, that they are loved by God. Mm-hmm. Two, a believer must believe that that love of God has given them Christ. For God so loved that he gave his only begotten son. And then, they must believed, believe that the sacrifice or the person of Christ has reconciled them to the Father in love. Three things. One, the believer must believe that they are loved by God. Mm. Two, they must believe in Christ that that love brought. Mm. Three, they must believe that as a result of that love and the person that was brought, they are now reconciled to the Father in love. Let's go to the next scripture before we even delve deeper into that the next scripture is john 17 3 because we want to talk about eternal life because before we talk about eternal life most people think when you hear eternal life people say people think eternal life is is heaven eternal life is not heaven Mm. let me repeat that when people hear eternal life most the misunderstanding is that eternal life is heaven eternal life is not heaven Eternal life is not heaven. Let's prove that in scripture. Because one thing we will learn in this time is that it is not O.C. said it. The Bible has a voice. It speaks. We listen to it. Let's go to John 17, verse 3. John 17, 3. Say, and I'm reading it from the Amplified Classic. John chapter 17, verse 3. I'm reading it from the Amplified Classic. And it reads as, And this for those who don't know context, this is the last prayer of Jesus before the cross. This is when he was in the garden, when he was going through the tough time, when he was making the decision to finish this work. John 17, 3 says, and this is eternal life. So the Bible is clear. And this, there is no 
hiding around it's straight to the point and this is eternal life it means to know to perceive recognize become acquainted with and understand i love how amplified classic breaks it down so you don't misunderstand it right. and this is eternal life it means to know to receive uh, to, to know to perceive mm. to recognize mm. to become acquainted with and understand you the only true and real God, and likewise to know him, Jesus, as the Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah, whom you have set. Which means, eternal life is knowing God in the person of Christ. Come on! Let me repeat that. Osi did not say it. It is scripture. And this is eternal life, which means to know, perceive, recognize, become acquainted with, and understand you, the only true and real God, and likewise to know him, Jesus as the Christ, an anointed one, the Messiah, whom you have sent. So eternal life is the knowledge of the Father in the person, in the person of the Son. Eternal life is the knowing of the Father in the person of the Son. That Son is Christ. Now, having known this, we go back to John 3, 16, that God so loved and dearly prized the world, not the church. God loved and dearly prized the world. My God. So while you are still a sinner, God loves you. Right. Why do you think you will not be loved now that you are in Christ? My God. Your fall did not define your love. Come on. His love brought you into reconciliation. My God. Love is a prerequisite of the nature of God, not a reaction to the action of man. Love is a prerequisite of the nature of God, not a reaction to the action of man. The lie of the enemy is that you have to earn God's love. That is why the beginning thing a believer must believe is that they are loved by God. There is no prerequisite for the love. Love was the prerequisite for the sacrifice of Christ. Love was the action of God without waiting for the reaction of man. Love. The believer must know that they are loved. So that they can enjoy rest in the love of their father. Mm. It is the love that you know that compels you in the direction of obedience required in God. Mm. I love my wife. And because I love her, I ensure, I try to do things to not hurt her. I don't, I'm not afraid of her. I regard her because I love her. In love, there is honor. In love, there is respect. In love, there is even submission. Everything is in love. Mm. So he identified himself as love and gave up love on the cross that we may be reconciled in love and take on the identity of beloved. Come on, say that again. This is the love of God. Identified in love. Sacrificed love. That we may take on the identity of love Mm. in Christ. Love was the price paid that our identity can now become the beloved of God. God. We were loved. We were welcomed into love. Mm -hmm. We were identified as love Mm -hmm. that that we may reflect love to the world. Love is the first thing that we must know. Because if we do not know that we are loved, we will look for worth in God Mm -hmm. when we have been deemed worthy by God. Second, Love must be accepted in Christ 
If not, you will try to add to what Christ has done so that you can finish the work of the finished work. If you do not know that the reason and the, that Christ is the embodiment of love, love was the reason that Christ was sacrificed. You will try to end. You will put yourself on a treadmill of performance rather than resting in the love of God that causes you to will and to do for his good pleasure. It is not fear that compels you. When the Bible says the fear of the Lord, interrogate that fear he was talking about, the fear is the reverence of, from being separate from him. What does that mean? I love my wife. I don't want to be separate from her. I regard her. I don't want to do anything that will cause her, cause me to feel separate from her. But God is in you. Mm. Christ in you, the hope of glory. God is in you. Mm. God is with you. Mm. He surrounds you as a wall of fire. He's... His love is all-encompassing, all-feeling, all-surrounding. So in this enveloping testimony of love, fulfilled in Christ, why do we think God separates, God leaves, God empties, God goes away, and we have to do to earn what has been given, what has been, what permeates the existence of our being, and what is revealed in the testimony of Christ? Love is our testimony. We are loved by God. I am loved by God is what you should speak over yourself. When the enemy tells you, oh, you have to earn God, you have to do this, you have to add to no, I rest in the finished work of God. My life is a revelation of God's work. I walk as a child, as as Simi said, as a premium child of God. I am worth God. Love is my testimony. Love is my reality. Love is my authority. I, I don't have to earn anything because faith has worked it. Grace has brought it. I rest in the love of God. Faith has worked it. Grace has brought it. I rest in the love of God. Love finished work so that I can become a revelation and a manifestation of the finished work of God. Love finished work so that I can become a revelation and a manifestation of the finished work of God. I will repeat that to thought and so you can say to yourself, love finished work so that I can become a revelation and a manifestation of the finished work of God. Yes, Yusola, my life is a revelation of the finished work of God. Love is our testimony. And the third part, love is the reconciliation testimony. Love, in love, we are reconciled to the Father. Love has reconciled you. Love has reconciled you. Love has reconciled you. Love was embodied on the cross. And for us who believe, we are now in the love of God because for God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world. And for that reason, for the reason of love, he gave up his only begotten son. So that whoever believes and trusts in that son shall not perish but have eternal life. So we who know love, we who know love, we who have received the love of God, know God. Third thing I want us to know, the love of God fulfilled in Christ is proof that you matter to God. The love of God fulfilled in Christ is proof that you matter to God. You matter enough for him to sacrifice God. You matter enough for him to sacrifice his only begotten son. You matter to God. Don't live life like a statistic. Don't live life like a space filler. Live life like someone that matters to God. If you matter, that means you are the matter in the space. That means what is matter? Anything that 
has weight and occupies space. You have the weight of the love of God. Yes. You have you occupy the space as an authority in Christ. Yes. Love has reconciled you to God. You matter. Yes. Eternal life is your testimony, which means the knowledge of God in the person of Christ. If you eternal life was not for God to know you. Come on. You are already known by God. Mm. For you are already known by God. Eternal life was for you to know God. Mm. Please, live your life not trying to earn the knowledge of God. Mm. God is not an absentee father. Mm. God has not forgotten his, his children. You are, scripture says, you are in the palm of his hands. Mm. If he calls you the apple of his eyes, what does that mean? If, if I am the, if, the apple of your eyes like your pupil, would you want anything to pierce your pupil? No. How would you see? He sees you. Mm. He loves you. Mm. You matter to him. If you were the only one living, he still would have sacrificed Christ for you. Yes. You matter to God. You are known by the Father. Mm. The Father knows you. Yes. You matter. So come, sit in the authority. Emerge in the love of God as sons. Yes. Emerge in your identity in Christ. Walk into the season of emergence mm. with the full authority of your identity in God. Yeah. You are son. Yeah. You are a son of God. Yeah. Son by inheritance. Mm. Son because you have a place. Son, the son died. Christ was sown right. that other sons may be ripped. No, Christ was sown that Christ may be ripped. Right. And when God looks at you, he sees Christ. Yeah. When God looks at you, he sees love. So God is content in you in Christ. You are enough for God. Emerge in your identity as son. You are not an imposter. You, are, you don't have to struggle to fit in. You stand out because yes. of the identity of the beloved. You cannot be someone that is hidden. Because love illuminates. Anyone that is beloved shines. So do not expect to hide in the spaces that you are in mm. you will stand out love makes you stand out because when they see you they see christ mm. love illuminates you are the light shining in the space you are not an imposter because you represent christ yeah. christ is not an imposter christ represents the father and when they see you they see the image of the father they see the image of the love of god mm. loved sons walk in the identity of the beloved let's declare I'm going to say some declarations. You can repeat after me. One, I come from the beginning. I come from the beginning. Mm. That's not the declaration. Sorry, give me one second. Yes. Okay, yes, declarations. I matter to God. I matter to God. I am dearly prized and deeply loved by God. God deemed me worth God. God paid the price of God for me in love. God proved his love for me in Christ. In Christ, I have received eternal life. God eternally reconciled me to himself in Christ. 
In Christ, I know my Father. In Christ, I am known by my Father. I emerge in the love of God for me in Christ. Believer, I'm just led to say this and I'm going to say it. Every believer needs to understand you are not a bastard, you have a father. Come on. And by the spirit of adoption, your cry is Abba. Mm. You are beloved in God. We are known by God. Our father has his name. His name is Abba. Mm. God has illuminated you in love. And when you stand in every place, you shine as a beloved son because you have an inheritance. Son, because you have an identity in Christ. Son, because you look like the father. You have a father. The earthly father may have failed you, mm. but you have a father in Abba. Father, we thank you. Mm. We have come in this time of emergence, yeah. knowing that we are loved by you. Knowing that we have the identity of you as sons, as children of the beloved of God. We choose to believe that we are loved by you. We choose to believe that you have deemed us worthy. We choose to believe we have an identity in you. We choose to believe that we have been transformed by this your love to become everything that you are. Father, we become the love we believe. And we choose to believe that we are loved by you so that we can become our identity, the fullness of our identity in you. Yes. Strengthen us in your revelation yes. that we matter to you. Guide us in the understanding of what love means to you. Strengthen us, Father. Equip us. Inform us in your love. Yes. That we may become the love we have received to everyone that surrounds us. That the church does not constantly be looked at as a point of criticism rather than a testimony of God's love upon the earth. That a church that does not continue to be looked at as everything wrong with the world rather than everything right in Christ. Yes. Father, we choose to emerge in love. We choose to walk in the understanding of our worth to you. We choose to rest in what faith has worked and what grace has brought. Yes, we rest in the ease of love. We have a father. We walk into this week. We walk into the rest of this month. We walk into the rest of this year. Emerging in the fullness of your love. Yes. We walk in the knowledge of the I am. We walk in the love of the I am. We emerge in the fullness of Christ. We emerge in the nature of God. We walk in our authority in Christ. This year shall be a year of ease. This month shall be a month of the testimony of love. Love will be our testimony. Love will be our identity. Beloved will be our authority. Love by God will be what our poster, our motto, and our logos in Christ. Thank you, Father. We choose to emerge by your grace. We agree with everything faith has brought and God has spoken over us in love. We revoke the voice of the accuser. We revoke the lie of the enemy. We decree that we, the voice of the shepherd, the voice of our father, shall we only hear. We, re, we decree that we shall only hear the testimony of love in Jesus' name. Father, our life shall begin to reflect the love of God for us in Christ. And we end by saying, 
May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is the love of God, become the testimony of our fellowship with the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. And in this love, we are assured that the goodness and mercies of God follow us all the days of our life. And we embody the dwelling place of God in love, both now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for spending the time with us. Emerge as sons in the love of God in Christ. Have a blessed day. See you tomorrow, same time.